Good to have you here this morning. If you're a visitor with us, whether you're joining us online or whether you're here, uh, thank you for coming. We really appreciate the fact that you're here today. Well, this morning, I, I want to share, about, share with you about the importance of honor. Now, last week, you took uh, time in the service to honor Judy and I over, for being here for over 25 years, and uh, that was really, really uh, appreciated. And uh, as I thought about that, I said, you know, I think we need to talk about honor, because honor is something that God ordains. That honor is something that God commands and wants us to do. And the fact that you have done that is certainly to your credit and is a blessing uh, to you as well. Now, to honor is to give high regard, is to show great respect, is to give special distinction and acknowledgement to one's office or accomplishment. And that's exactly what you did for us uh, last week. And uh, we really do uh, appreciate uh, what you've done for us. And to all the people that were involved with that and helping, I know our, our board, uh, Ron and Isaac, Lucille, Daryl, Versith, our staff, Cynthia and Christopher. I know that Cynthia was pretty busy doing a lot of other activities besides her own work, so she had a real busy week uh, doing a lot of things. And our, you as a congregation, our district, and then all the people that joined on Facebook, on posting on Facebook, just want to say thank you. Uh, to you all for all the words, your cards, your gifts, the flowers, your testimonies, your kindness. It was really uh, well received and really, really appreciated. And I want to say thank you for your honor. And as we had that service last week of honor, our own district superintendent was, as we went out for lunch afterwards, he was saying, you know, Dwayne, this is something that really needs to be taking place in all of our churches. All of our churches need to be doing this. We need to be taking time to honor those spiritual leaders in our churches. And so that really impacted our, our superintendent. And I, and I bet you that's going to come out in some of his messages now as he visits other churches. He'll be talking about you. And I, I was thinking, like, well, that's a great testimony to know that our superintendent is going to be talking about us and uh, what you have done and honoring your pastor. So that's going to be getting out there. And so that's pretty cool, I thought. And again, so thank you for that obedience uh, to that. I believe it's going to result in favor and blessing uh, being extended to you. And certainly, Judy and I, we've been praying that, that God will indeed bless you and just pour out blessings all over you for the fact that you took the time to honor us. And since that happened, I thought, well, probably a good subject to talk about, honor. Because honor is something that the Bible tells us we are to do. Uh, when we were, I think, driving to Wainwright this week, we had a meeting in Wainwright, and uh, as Christopher was with me, I said, you know what, go on Google and just check out how often is honor mentioned in the Bible. And uh, I think he came back with 270 or something like that. And so when I got home there, I kind of got my own computer concordance, and I looked up that word honor and say, how many times is the word honor in the Bible? And surprisingly, it is. It's 278 times that honor is mentioned in the Bible. And then as you look at honoring, that's another 12 more times. If you look at honored, that's 68 more times. If you look at honorable, that's another 15 times. So 373 times it talks about honor in the Bible. And so that's telling me that 
honor something that's quite important for us. And as Christians especially, that we need to be showing high regard and respect for those whom God has called us to honor. And so as I began to uh, scroll through all those scriptures, those 373 scriptures, I did. I scrolled through every one of them. And I just was looking for areas of where it was telling us who we should honor, what we should honor. And that's what I want to share with you here this morning. Not 363 points. Don't worry about that. We, we reduced it much uh, more than that. But just generalizing some of those scriptures and, and to kind of hit the main ones of where it's telling us we need to be honoring as Christians. Now, that first area, well, you already did this one. And uh, we are to honor those in spiritual authority, our spiritual leaders. And that's something that you did last week. Maybe you didn't realize at the time, but you're actually fulfilling Scripture when you do that. First Thessalonians 5, 12 to 13 says, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Now, that's just one of, there's other verses there that talk about the same thing, of our need to honor our spiritual leaders. And our, our spiritual leaders, they actually do work hard. I, I know there's always a joke out there, man, I'd love to be a pastor. You only work on Sunday. It's really good. And uh, that's not the truth. Uh, you are on call 24-7. Uh, we, we don't get extra pay if we get a call out. I know some other jobs, I kind of think, man, that is cool that, you know, you get called out. Well, it's in your first 100 bucks right off the start before you even step out the door. And, uh, well, pastors don't get that, uh, but we're on call all the time, and uh, we are called to be pastors. And so we're not complaining about that, but it, it can be hard. It can be difficult. It it's rather surprises me that as I read statistics in North America, it tells us that 1,000 pastors a month quit the ministry. And when I read that, I say, That's, how can that be true? And, and there's such a cycle, a revolving cycle of people coming in and people going out. And as I think of even my own classmates when I went to uh, the Bible college, that there's uh, very few of that class that are still in ministry today. And so it's a good thing to honor pastors. Uh, you know what? It kind of encourages you. It kind of lifts you. It makes you a little bit nervous. Uh, I know for Judy and I, we were thinking like, oh, wow, they've been saying so much about us. And we were starting to think like, man, they, they've been going for quite a while. I thought it was like 2 o'clock. Honestly, I did. I thought it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And when we came back up to the stage, it was, I was like, oh, it's only 1230. Uh, it was just maybe we were a little bit nervous hearing all those things being said about us. And, uh, but you know what? That's good for an individual. It's good to hear some good feedback. It's good to hear that people have appreciated you, and that was a real big blessing. And so when we think of our spiritual leaders, they do work hard. The Bible even says so, but it says take time to honor spiritual leaders. And we have other pastors here in our church as well, and uh, Cynthia, who, who is working really, really hard during this time to get that, and Christopher, uh, you have other people that run different programs or do different things in the church. Honor them. Honor them. And maybe even this week, just maybe think about them, pray for them, or send them a little card, send them a text, send them an email, just to say, you know what, I, I really do appreciate you. And uh, pastors, are, pastors like that, and so does everybody else. A second area where honor is expected and encouraged 
is to express honor towards other Christians, and uh, especially Christians that have proved themselves faithful or have been busy doing things for the church. It's always good to show honor where honor is due. And uh, showing some appreciation and, and telling people how they've affected you and impacted your life as a Christian is a good thing. Uh, you remember last week when Pastor Gary, our superintendent, was speaking, he began to refer to pastors in his life and how those pastors impacted his life and his future to his present day. And as he was saying that, I was thinking of various pastors that I grew up with that have impacted me and helped me to be the pastor I am today because of those individuals. And so it's good to show some appreciation to people, but also show it to other Christians. I can think of one of our Sunday school teachers, elderly man, Mr. Mason. And he was an elderly man, and in our Sunday school class, it was a bunch of young teenager boys, and he took the challenge to say, you know what, I'd like to do that class. And we were really blessed by that gentleman, such a sweet man, a loving man, a caring man. And uh, one of the things he used to love to do, he used to like to bring in wildflowers and I'd make a nice bouquet. And during the summertime, he would bring some, uh, something into the church almost every Sunday, and he'd just make a beautiful display. But a very special individual. There's lots of people in our churches that are a blessing to us. And the Word of God encourages us, honor them, appreciate them, tell them about the good things uh, that they have done and, and how they have blessed you. Romans 12.10 comes, tells us right that in the Word of God. says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. So it shouldn't be something that's forced. Should be just something that we enjoy to do. Imagine if in this church we started honoring one another all the time. Imagine if in your business that you have or your place of work that you started honoring your fellow workers or you started honoring people that work for you. Let me tell you, that changes the atmosphere in your workplace. It changes the atmosphere in your church when we take the time to encourage one another, to honor one another and to appreciate one another. I was thinking, as I thought about that, I said, well, that would also affect people who are outside our church that may be thinking, or are thinking of, I'm looking for a church to attend. What church should I attend? And if they hear that there's a church that actually honors people, there's a church that, you know what, they actually care about each other, they appreciate one another. Let me tell you, if people start to hear that, they're going to say, oh, I want to go to that church. That's the place I want to be. And so it's something that God calls us to do. Honor one another. Take the time to honor one another as Christians. And I encourage you again, this week, why don't you think about some people in the church that have impacted your life, that have encouraged you. Now, some of those people, you, you may not have seen them in a while because some of them are online and some are here. And, well, tell them that you appreciate them. Too often we allow things to keep going by and we don't take the time to say, I appreciate you. I want to honor you. I want to tell you how you've impacted my life and touched my life. Honor one another. Take some time to honor one another. Those that are watching by uh, the Internet, uh, and, and maybe you're, you're from a different church or you're from a different area, think of some people that have impacted you in your life and give them a call this week. Send them a card this week. Give them a text or just to say something of how 
you appreciate them and honor them. And then a third area of honor is to honor our government authority. Now, some of you are probably saying that has to be a misprint in the Bible, surely. Oh, we can't be doing that. Whether you look at North America right now and all the governments, and uh, man, I can't even watch the news. I, I just can't watch the news of all this election stuff that is going on. I have a real hard time. And so I got to come back to the part where it actually tells me honor the, those in authority, even in government authority, and to pray for them. And you need to understand that as the Bible talks about honoring the authorities, it's really talking about the position and the offices of authority. It's not, you know, really talking about your opinion or, or whether you agree or disagree with them, whether you're this party or that party. The Bible is just simply calling us that we would respect the authorities that are placed over us. Romans 13 verse 7 says, Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them, and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Now, and I realize it's a whole lot easier to criticize. Well, that's way easier to do. And of late, it's been pretty easy, real easy to do. It makes it a little bit harder to think about how can I honor the government right now? How can I be praying for them? How can I still show my respect to them. And that's something that we should be asking God. God, what can I do to show my honor of the government that is there right now? And I know that we can pray for them, but there's still that respect of authority that we need to have. Now, some people say, well, doesn't there reach a point where, you know, the government authorities are going to tell you to compromise your faith that you would stand? In? And yes, you would need to make a stand in your faith. Sometimes that may come. So far, it hasn't come, but it could come. The Bible says in the last days, it actually will come. And you know, it's going to be a very terrible time. And so, again, the Bible says, well, what do you need to do? You need to be praying for your government that it might go well with you. And so if we just keep ignoring things that are happening in our world and we do nothing about what is happening in our world, well, then bad things do happen. And so the Bible is telling us you need to be praying. You'd be praying. We know when I, I look at COVID uh, around the world and, and I, I see the effects of it and the business side of it and looking at people's businesses fail, that's not a good thing. Looking at, at churches uh, closing because people aren't attending, people aren't giving, or people aren't responding, a lot of those things are not good. And, you know, and we shouldn't be just saying, oh, well, it's just life. It's just what's happening right now. The Bible gives us a pretty clear answer of what we should be. We should be praying. should be seeking the face of God to break these things. And I, I kind of wonder, I wonder if every Christian in Canada would start praying against COVID, what would happen? Because the reality is we're not. We're not. We're just kind of sitting there complaining and maybe two-minute prayer. What if we really came together and got together, began to seek the face of God Say, God, we need an answer for the nations of the world. We need an answer for our nation. So it's talking here, honor your government. It's not about opinions. It's about respect. It's about honoring of the office. And again, we need to be praying that for, you know, federally, provincially, locally. We need to be praying and honoring those in authority. Now, sometimes as Christians, we don't do the greatest job there. And God is telling us, well, you need to. You still need to honor them 
And so I pray that God will just guide you and direct you as you honor those in authority in their government sense. Then a fourth area where honor is mentioned in the Bible is in regards to our marriages. We need to be honoring one another as spouses in our marriages, respecting one another, caring for one another, loving one another, being faithful to one another. That's important. That's important to God. Marriage is important to God. Hebrews 13, 4 says, Give honor to marriage, remain faithful to one another, and marriage. So God takes marriage quite seriously. And if God takes marriage seriously, so should we. And reading the statistics uh, here in Canada, it's telling us that today that the average marriage lasts seven years today. That's pretty bad. Seven years is the average marriage today. We can't even make it past seven years before our marriages are destroyed. So that's a pretty sad thing. But I wonder how that longevity would increase if we all in our marriages started honoring one another more. I wonder how our marriages would be better if we started focusing on honoring our spouse more. And I know we're all guilty. Those who are married, you sometimes take your spouse for granted. And we sometimes get lazy in honoring our spouse. Well, God is reminding us that, you know what, this is important. It's important to me that you would honor your spouse, honor marriages. And so, again, that's something important to God in regards to honor. And then a fifth area where the Bible tells us that honor is expected is towards our parents. We're to honor our fathers and mothers. An obligation that is repeated many times in Scripture, speaking of that importance. Ephesians 6, 2-3 is basically just a, a repetition of verses back in the Old Testament. It says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you have a long life on earth. It's in our best interest to honor our parents the best that we can, that things might go well with us, that we might live a long life. And so that's an important Christian practice. And, and normally it's something that's very easy to do if you've been raised in a normal home. But I realize that not everyone has a good upbringing and there may have been things that have happened in your home that should never have happened. And it sometimes causes confusion for people when they read it in the Bible and it says, well, honor your father and mother. And some people kind of say, well, how can I do that? Like, I, my parents were terrible. They did abusive things to me. And again, we need to remember, just as the same with the government, you're honoring the office. It's an office. Father and mother is an office, and you're to honor that. And, and you're still to focus on that respect of that office of parenthood and, and to seek God in ways that you can honor your parents. Or even if you're in a, a difficult situation, to ask God, how can I honor them after all that they've done, after they've hurt me, or, or whatever may have been the case. And you know what? I believe God will show you how you can honor them without bringing yourself back into a place where you're hurt again or a place where it may be abusive. So, again, it's honoring the office, if you think of it in that sense. It's the office of a father 
and a mother. And a mother. And so, again, it's another biblical principle that needs to be followed by us as Christians. We need to be looking at ways that we can honor our parents. That's important to God, and he wants us to do that. And then lastly, this one's kind of a longer point with four other points to it. Honor God. The most important one, honor the Lord. The Bible tells us that this is the biggest one and the most important one that should take priority for every Christian. Honor the Lord. You know, we are to make strides towards honoring God, and that involves many ways. Now, we talked about some of those ways. You may not realize that when you honor spiritual leaders or when you honor government leaders or you're honoring one another, you're honoring marriage or your parents, God says you're also honoring me by doing so because you're fulfilling his word. You're obeying his word, and as you obey his word to honor others, God's going to make sure that he honors you. But there are more things when it comes about honoring God himself. We won't get all of them, but we will touch some of the main ones where there's multiple scriptures that talk about it. We're not going to refer to all of them. Again, we'll just pick one scripture for each case. But one of the ways that we honor God is through our worship. I don't know if we really realize that when we're taking time in a service like we did today and you know, uh, Cynthia was leading us uh, here in worship. This team was leading us in worship. That's something that's important to God. God considers that important. He tells us that, I want you to do that. You're to honor me. And as you were worshiping today, you were honoring him. That's important. When we give praise, when we give thanksgivings, when we pray to God, that's honoring him. That's honoring him. And, and we need to have those times where we really focus on honoring the Lord. You know, we, we live in a world where we're so busy, you know, at 24, 7 o'clock, we're just going round and round and round, and God says, you need to take time to honor me. And I know sometimes that can be really difficult. We get so busy, but we need to redirect our schedules to get to that place where we can have time for God because that's part of honoring him. It's about him. If you really praise and worship, it's not about your style. It's not about whether you like that certain style or not. It's about honoring him. That's why we have worship times. It's about honoring him. It's not about your style. It's about we're here today to honor him. And if I don't know this song, it's okay. I'm going to still honor him. I'm still going to worship him as I do that. And when we join in in our worship or praise or thanksgiving, you're honoring God. Simple as that. Psalm 69, 30, 31, it says, Then I will praise God's name with singing. I will honor him with thanksgiving. For this will please the Lord more than sacrificing cattle, more than presenting a bull with his horns and hoofs. God's looking for the honor. He's looking for what comes from the heart. He's not looking at your song. He's not looking necessarily at your talent and all those things which are good. He's looking at the heart. Are you here to honor? Worship, praise, thanksgiving, it all honors him. Your worship times are important, whether they be at church, whether they be at home, whether they be in a car while you're driving, whether you're outside and you're just walking and you're taking some time to praise him. Those are important times and areas to honor the Lord. Another way we honor God is through our lifestyle. Living for him. 
Sometimes we don't think of that, but your very life and how you live your life is important to God. It really is. Today in our, 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 our Christian circles, we're, to me, uh, North America, I should say, that we're finding that people are caring less and less about lifestyle. We're convincing ourselves that we can live any way that we want and that God accepts it all and it's okay. Uh, I don't know what Bible they're reading, but it's certainly not the Bible that we have before us. It's important that we honor God by the way that we live, that we live according to the Word of God. And, and I realize a lot of people today, they take this scripture and that scripture, and I say, yeah, but then you forget another 50 scriptures. You got to take the whole book. You just can't take bits and pieces. I encourage you that as you read the Bible, devotional books are great and awesome. I've read many great devotional books. They've been a great help to me in times of devotion. But you also need to take the time to read the whole Bible. Because what happens is people sometimes get believing only a portion of truth, and they start making decisions on a portion of truth when they don't have the whole truth. You need the whole Bible. You just don't take, you know, the bits and pieces that you like. You have to take it all. It's very important that we do that. So one starts this journey of honoring God in their lifestyle. We start that when we come to Christ, when we have that realization that, you know what, we need God in our life. He's real. He's true. And so we come to that place where we welcome God in our lives. We profess our belief in him. And as we do that, we repent of our sins. That's important for us to do. That, Lord, I'm sorry for the sins that I've done. I'm sorry for the way that I've been living my life. I realize, God, now that the way I've been living my life is not pleasing to you. And so we repent of that and we change our ways. That's very important. Part of repentance is you change your ways. You don't keep living the same way that you used to live. And we welcome the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. And then the Holy Spirit begins to help us and strengthen us, to help us be stronger and help us to live even more for him. So watch your lifestyle. It may not be important to a, a lot of society today. We live in a society today where we do what is right in our own eyes. We do not no longer. We used to have the word of God is what our, our laws were made off, even in this nation of Canada. Uh, Go to the parliament buildings, and you can go back and see all the scriptures and all those things that this nation was formed on the biblical principles found in the word of God. Society is, we don't want that word of God. We don't want to listen to what it has to say. Rather, we want to choose what is right in our own eyes. Well, let me tell you something. The word of God is still just as important today as it was yesterday. It does not change, and God... It looks to the word, and God wants us to live according to that word that we might honor him. So again, very, very important that we honor God through our lifestyle. And how do we know how to live? Go to the word of God. Start reading the word of God. Lifestyle is important. And uh, as we make choices to live for God, as we give up things, maybe that, you know, sometimes God might cause you to give up things that you actually enjoy doing. Sometimes those are the hard ones to give up. But you need to remember something. As you're doing that, it's like offering a special offering to God. God, I'm honoring you. I'm going to give this up. I like it, but I'm going to give it up so I might honor you. Why do we sin? 
I had a great person one time. He's not a church person, and they were talking to me, and, oh, I know why I sin. I sin because I like it. And you know what? I think, man, there's a revelation right in itself. Why do we sin? Well, we sin because we're going to like what we're doing. Well, sometimes we've got to put those likes aside to say, God, I'm going to live my life according to the Word of God. And another way we honor God is through attending a church or being part of a church. Now, that may not sound very important, and it's certainly been very difficult during this COVID time. But that simple practice of being part of a church or attending a church or, you know, belonging to a church online is something that actually honors God. It may not seem important to you, but it's important to Him. And, you know, when we get up on a Sunday morning, you know, sometimes you get up Sunday morning, you didn't sleep too well. So their temptation is, I ain't going to church today, and we don't go. Or you get up in the morning, and you're doing great, but all of a sudden as you're getting your kids ready, they're not doing so great. And so we make a decision, ah, it doesn't matter. We'll just stay home. Well, I want to tell you something. When you make that effort to come to church or to be on church online, do you realize that simple little practice honors God? Because that's something that pleases Him. You know, a church is a place that has been designated and built to honor God. And here at this church, for those that remember as we built this building, that was something that was very important to us as we laid this foundation that we were dedicating this to God. Every church has been dedicated to God. It is a place dedicated and designated to honor God. So obviously, it's a good place to come. If you build a place that is to honor God, to be in such a place is a good thing. And that's basically the history of why churches were built from Old Testament through New Testament and beyond. That I don't know about you, but when you look at communities and you, as you travel around uh, the country, and uh, we've been blessed that we've been able to drive across Canada multiple times. And sometimes you go down these side roads uh, just to make the journey a little bit different. And you find these little churches, like in the middle of nowhere, you sometimes say, well, why would a church ever been built there? Well, as you look through history, you'll often find that one of the first buildings that is ever built in a community is a church. It's important for the people to do that. Before they start building up bigger stores and some of these other uh, fun activity things, people get together and build a church. You will look at this community. Take a look at some of the history of this community and the old pictures. And what do you see? You see a few houses here and there, and then all of a sudden there's this big church sitting in the midst. That was important to people. See, they were built to honor God. It was a priority for people. And it really needs to be a priority again as we're seeing huge declines in Canada of people attending places of worship. And they're, they're telling us that they believe within the next five years, one in five churches will be closed in Canada. So not really good. Churches were built to honor God. And there are many verses throughout the Bible that address this importance of a church building and the importance of gathering there and being part of a church. And I'm not going to go through all those verses because that would really take us a long time. But uh, many of us have read the book of Revelations in the Bible. You don't get too far in there and you have two chapters that talk about the church. And God is talking to the church. They're literal churches. He's not just talking to people. 
Lots of people like to say, well, the church is people, which is true. But the church is also a physical building as well. And you need to realize that, that there's both uh, statements are true statements. But we see here in the Bible that God speaks to local churches. What is he saying to the local church? Sometimes we think we know. Let me tell you something. God has different things to say to each and every church. If you don't think that, well, go back to read the book of Revelations. Each church, God had something different that he was saying to each church. And the Bible also says, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And so if we're not part of a church, then we're missing out on a lot of things that God has to say to us. And they could be some warnings, just like they are there in Revelations, that we're missing because we don't value church. So that's a good thing to be pondering about church and corporate church, that we need to be part of a church and to hear what God is saying. Way back in Deuteronomy, God wanted the people of Israel to recognize the importance of a place of worship. See, there's many things that actually God commands us to do that you can't do it if you're not part of a church. Deuteronomy 12, 11 says, You must bring everything I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your sacred offerings, your offerings to fulfill a vow, to the designated place of worship the place your lo- the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. So churches are more than just a building. They are places of honor. They are places where we are to come together and to honor the Lord. And we can do that through our worship. We can do that through our praise. We can do that through serving in the church. We can do that through worship, offerings, and prayers, and just simply coming together to honor God. And as you do that, you're doing something that actually pleases God. You're doing something that honors Him. You know, sometimes people make it all about the minister, or they make it all about the music in that church, or they make it all about, you know, how fancy a building may be. Listen, we're to come to this place to honor Him. We're not here to, in a sense, to only come here, well, I like the pastor there, so I'm going to go there. No, we, we should be going to church because... First and foremost, I'm here to honor the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of the Princes. That's who we're here to do. And that's what we encourage you to do today. Whether you're joining us online today, whether you're here in person today, you need to realize that what you've done, you've actually honored God. You actually pleased God today because you did something that in his books he considers as honoring. And then lastly in this part of honoring God, we need to give. Just as mentioned this last verses, uh, verses that we read in Deuteronomy, bring our tithes and our offerings to the house. That actually honors God. When you give, you're honoring God. Maybe you don't think oh, that's all that important, but you need to realize that as you give in whatever amount you're giving, that God gets honored by that. Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, and with the best part of everything you produce. Bringing your offerings to a local church is important. Something that God says, you know what, this honors me. And when a person becomes a Christian, you know what, our lives change. Priorities change, even in the area of giving. And as Christians, we recognize the importance of giving to God, and that it involves a new budgeting system in our lives, that all of a sudden we're to include God. 
a lot of people have struggled with giving uh, to the work of God when they become Christians because, you know, as they, they tell us, most of us live from paycheck to paycheck. We don't have anything to give because our finances are too tight. But as you become a Christian, then the Bible expects us to start reprioritizing, rebudgeting, so that we can give to the work of God. And God tells us we should be giving the best, giving the cream of the crop, not the bottom of the crop, giving the best to Him. And so tithing, giving, offerings, almsgiving, giving to the poor, those are all important things that we need to be doing. And uh, this is important to God. Now, I could go into all kinds of scriptural reasons of why we should tithe and why we should bring offerings, and I thought I'd just save that for another day because we just want to simply talk about the aspect of honor. But I I will tell you, we have a number of people right here in this church that already practice that. We have people in this church that, yes, they literally tithe. They're they're giving their their 10% to God and above. There are people that are giving offerings in this church. We have numbers of people who are still working on it because they're still reprioritizing. They're still rebudgeting, trying to get to that place that they can give more to God. Some people say, you must have a rich church. I say, no, we don't. I have a generous church. We just have normal individuals that want to give, and they give generously. That's a good thing to be noted for. But it's also something that honors God. And, you know, and as we give, it's a great thing to keep in mind that that's what I'm giving for. I'm giving because I'm here to honor God. I'm not giving because I like the pastor or don't like the pastor. I'm not giving because I like the music or I don't like the music. I, when I come, I give because I'm here to honor God. When I give that offering and I lay out that offering, I put it in the plate or put it in one of them boxes, or I do it online or whatever way I choose to give, Say, Lord, that's yours. I'm giving that to you. I'm here to honor you. It's not about a church. It's not about a pastor. It's about honoring him. And that's very important for us to recognize. And so, you know, we can honor God, as we said, through worship, through our lifestyle, our participation in a church, and our giving. All of it honors him and pleases him. But we need to keep that in mind that in whatever we do, do it for the right reason. Do it because you want to honor him, because that's where the blessings are. So in closing, I hope that you realize that honor is maybe a little bit bigger than what you think. It's mentioned over 370 times in Scripture. It's really important to God, obviously. And we want to make sure that we place honor as an important part and an important role of our own church. You did a great job last Sunday in honoring us. Uh, we've been very, very blessed from that. It really, really touched us. But you know something? God is going to honor you. See, the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 2.30, Therefore, the God of Israel says, I will honor those who honor me. You might not have realized that as you were taking the time to honor us. God was taking note of what you were doing, and he was declaring over you, I am now going to honor you. I am going to bless you, and I am going to touch you. And that's something I want to pray for as we close here shortly as well. But let's strive to be that church of honor. We did a great job last week. You did a fantastic job last week. Awesome. 
let's continue that job. Honoring one another. Honoring the Lord. Honoring people around us. May honor become something that's very special to us. And as we honor, God says, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to bless you. So as we close, we're just going to close that prayer. Father, I want to say thank you for your people, Lord, today. Thank you, Lord, for your people who have chosen honor as something that's important. And Father, I just want to pray that as your word declares, it says, I will honor those who honor me. It's a simple little verse. But Lord, it's a a very important truth that as we step out in areas of honor, you're going to honor us. You're going to bless us. You're going to bring things our way that are good for us. And Father, I pray that over this congregation. I pray that as we enter the rest of this year, Lord, and coming into a new year in a couple of months, Father, I I pray for a year of change, a, a year of blessing like we've never experienced before. That, Lord, there would be a payback for what COVID has taken and what COVID has stolen from so many people, that there'd be a payback in the name of Jesus. There'd be restitution. Lord, it tells us in the Bible that if the enemy steals, that he is to restore seven times. And so, Lord, we're asking for a restoration, a recompense of sevenfold in Jesus' name to be returned into your people. And so, Lord, we pray for blessings of health. We pray for blessings of strength. We pray for blessings of peace. We pray for blessings of joy. We pray for blessings of favor to be upon your people as we choose to honor. Father, I thank you, Lord, for honor. I thank you, Lord, for being a recipient last week of honor. And, God, I just want to close this day by honoring your people that are here in this church, that are here, that are watching us online. God, would you now bless them? Would you now pour out your spirit upon them? Will you do something fresh in their lives? Would you do something that is far greater than what they thought or could imagine? Would you bring blessings their way that will totally surprise them and that, Lord, will make them feel good? Lord, you are good, and you're wanting to display your goodness to us in some fresh and new ways. And I welcome that, Lord, over your people. Show us fresh goodness. In Jesus' name, amen.